liked you, smiley face. I feel like I'm single and say that I'm single, but honestly, I occasionally punish my two naughty married girlfriends. Nothing too serious. Spankings, light disciplines, and uh, heavy edge play. However, they uh, visit rarely. They visit so rarely. I'm here looking for someone who can hang out more often, dot, dot, but not all the time either, LOL. Also, it would be nice to have someone just to come over and hang out, not sex every time, relax, watch TV maybe, or even order a pizza, winky smile. Sure. Hi, so ladies, gentlemen, and racist species in between. Uh, this is your motherfucking guy. This is your motherfucking dude. This is a dirty dick spick. So popular again. So welcome back. Fuck you. God bless you. I really do hope that you know everyone is, is having a good day. And if not, I pray that Missy Elliott can help you change it up, flip it, and reverse it. Now, definitely don't look to social media to make you feel any better because more than likely it's going to just make you fall into a deeper pit of despair and try to sell you something something that you don't really need but analytically seems logical and actually jason turo uh, wrote a book called the isles have eyes and in it he talks about how retailers how they track our movements our habits times of the year like holidays cuffing season what have you and and they can see the very own shits in our very own carts whether it be digitally or physically speaking that's the part that freaks me out because i expected the other shit and they do what they need to in order to entice us to pretty much make their sale and we're always having to be sold something whether it's something in the direct transaction and then also in senses of just planting seeds i mean for the long con of sorts you know just by keeping up with the joneses whether it be socially or or dreams that we force together subconsciously i mean so so as it says in philippians 4 6 to 7 do not be anxious about anything be in prayer guard your hearts and you know being the prince of peace because if you're in any other sense of reality, then you're really going to lose your shits. And in, in which case, in honor of being in February, uh, Black History Month, I got to give a shout out to Mike Pence, who gave a shout out on uh, Twitter to, um, to someone great, to someone that you know did a lot for black folks. Uh, he shouted out Abraham Lincoln in, in honor of Black History Month, and I thought that was such like uh, what is those double compliments where they compliment you but they also slap you across the face. So again, shouts out to the man who freed the slaves. By the way, black people remember y'all niggas were slaves. Y'all remember that? All right, just just a healthy reminder of this shit as we enter in this month that you know marks your cornerstone in history. So I thought that was such a big fuck you. I kind of wanted to do like a little long forgotten you know black cartoon characters that you know doesn't get enough play um one of them uh being and this is definitely the the greater of the so i'm sorry for the bang fillmore I'm not too sure if you ever watched it it was a cartoon not so much back in the day mid 2000s i don't know i thought it was dope it centered on a black uh undercover detective kid in the school got into a bunch of adventures you know what i'm saying that was just a, a big you know what i'm saying what's up to, uh, to brothers uh, more forgotten folks were Sky Surfers, Strike Force. There's like one black dude there, so there's a point. Um, Jody and Matt from Daria. I don't know if you remember that show. It used to be on MTV. I think they tried, you know, bringing it back, and they played like I don't know. If y'all remember the situation they would be in, they they always played the token uh, sign, so to speak. So take a look at that. 
Max from Batman Beyond. She was a little baddie in the second season of the show. It only lasted two seasons, so it's kind of fucked up. As soon as they bring a you know, sister along, like, bring down the show. Um, Black Vulcan, who was a, a DC character in Thunder of the Some Shits. They're like their one black person that they have on there. And I'm not too sure if they're going to try to reju- you know, rejuvenate that to try to go against Black Panther, which is the black character in um, the Marvel Universe. And Michael Jackson, I don't know if you remember, they had a fucking cartoon. We gave him a cartoon. Um, an excellent only one that I could really kind of connect with. Uh, there was uh, Philo, Philo Gitz. He was in the, the Flintstones kids. Yeah, not too great of characters, you know, to, to look back on, uh, knowing that they didn't leave so much of an imprint. Now we kind of leave that to the greats like Chief Keef and Migos and uh, Race Murder or Sherbert, so, something like that. Some real slough. What the fuck? What the fuck? News. Now, dolphins are getting some blowies, y'all. And that shit is getting them high. Now, dolphins are using blowfish as a recreational drug to get high. And that's what scientists are proclaiming. And it's some university called Murdoch University in Paris. It's in Australia. And they recorded that dolphins are puffing on puffers, pufferfish that is, and, and they're passing them uh, throughout the pod and a blowfish and pufferfish house like a poisonous substance that's known as uh, tetrodoxetin uh, in their flesh, which is extremely deadly and over a thousand times more dangerous than cyanide is. However, when consumed with just the right amount, it can actually induce like a trance-like state similar to what we experience when we take narcotic drugs. So naturally, dolphins, you know, are taking advantage. And BBC had first cited the uh, the shit back in 2014 in a, in a documentary called Dolphins Spying the Pod. And, and like I said, you can see dolphins, you know, they're biting down on blowfish and then just releasing it so it floats over to their neighbor, pretty much passing the Dutchie on the left-hand side. I didn't get to see what rotation that shit was. But, yeah, I mean, th- th- naturally, that shit can can kill us if it was humans but because you know they're a certain type of you know mammal and they're in the sea and i'm not too sure that shit gets diluted but you know they're they're um they're chiefing and chewing on these shits called um a blowies so so if you have a man yeah, complaining about not um, getting enough head go on blow some of yourself what the I said just to keep things in Australia for just a little bit. There was a debt-ridden student who blew 1.3 million dollars on sport cars, speedboats, strippers, and cocaine. After there was a bank error that gave him unlimited overdraft, which motherfucker. I mean. All right, so let me just finish up with this wannabe playboy, uh, Luke Moore, who lived a high life for two years before he was caught by cops and then jailed on fraud charges. Uh, he treated himself to luxury holidays and Aston Martin and Maserati in a boat while living, you know, pretty much the goddamn ultimate bachelor lifestyle. Now, I, you know, I don't condone strippers and cocaine, but I told myself, and I, and I live by this, I would never go to uh, Las Vegas because that's all that I see the point of is doing cocaine and hookers. And if you ain't there to spend that kind of money what the fuck's the point nigga you, we got reservations we got casinos everywhere no more who was 29 went free last week after winning an appeal of his conviction on grounds that his actions were not deceptive 
Now, he's broke and living with his mother, Alan Goldburn, New South Wales, ironically, while studying to become a criminal lawyer. So the fact that this shit was able to get passed, I mean, I can't knock him. I mean, I would have fucking chipped away at my goddamn mortgage. As a matter of fact, I would have been done with this bitch so that all I would have to work for be to fucking to have you know the basic amenities i feel that's that's the most important shit and, and it kind of shows you where you know someone's head is at and their immaturity because you know once because you could only do blow for so fucking long before you bust a goddamn uh what is it called when you when you get um shit some kind of you know into your nose bloodstream and then all of a sudden you can't fucking be the right i forget the word for it i'm pretty sure i put it in the video if i do if i don't it don't fucking matter because hookers get old real fast i mean the whole point you know, so you pay them so they can fucking leave or i mean so i guess strippers you would then leave unless you're getting prostitutes and that's a whole nother deal and that just seems like a whole waste of money too because why the fuck would you would you what the fuck, what the fuck? so keeping in the realm of things that belong to so in venezuela a woman who was arrested after several gods caught her trying to break her boyfriend out of jail by smuggling this motherfucker in a goddamn pink suitcase yeah miss antonita robles sauda 25-year-old bitch with a six-year-old daughter uh, went to go visit her boyfriend, uh, Mr. Jose Vargas Garcia, who was serving a nine-year prison sentence in Venezuela. And while, you know, they were up there, she tried to put the man in his suitcase and attempted to fucking sneak his ass out. Now, when they tried to walk past the guard, she struggled to push the goddamn suitcase, which prompted them to search the luggage and led to the discovery. Now, the craziest fucking shit, if you can look at the pictures of them, because she's, she's real cute, and this motherfucker's just like a little midget mini motherfucker, and he literally fit in the goddamn thing along with some clothes. Like, I mean, she should have covered him. She should have done something, but, like, you look at the fucking picture and it should be the fuck out that new york post had a had a had a picture of it and i'll probably try to include this shit in the video if y'all look into the youtube version of it but god what damn the fuck? What the fuck? What so what would jesus do it's a question that you know i have to ask myself you know wwjd when you're in a really fucked up situation but out of all things though i'm pretty fucking sure he wouldn't rob a bank well, an unemployed uh, Lakeland, Florida man uh, faces a five-year prison sentence and a fine of up to twenty two hundred and fifty thousand dollars after making seven billion dollar fraudulent wire transfers. Because, and this is uh, uh, according to him, Jesus Christ chose him to be wealthy. Now, Mr. John Haskew, excuse, earned him several eye rolls from law enforcement authorities uh, who arrested him back in December. Now, he has stated that Jesus Christ created wealth for everyone. Using this scheme, Askew or Haskew, H-A-S-K-E-W, believed that he could obtain this wealth that Jesus Christ created for him and that it belonged to him. Uh, he entered a guilty plea on Thursday to, to one charger making a false fraudulent statement to the department agency. Uh, but he was he apparently was self-taught on the banking industry and he was able to learn how to make fraudulent wire transfers through experimentation. And when they asked him why he continued to make more wire transfers, because seven billion, that's a goddamn lot like I mean, wealthy would be for you to be well off for the rest of your life, but that's just ridiculous. Like, I, was he spreading the news? I mean, I don't fucking know, but he was apparently in the day, I didn't identify in the, in the news articles and all the stories because I'm pretty sure they're fucking embarrassed that it was able to make it to that fucking state. Uh, but he just, you know, picked a fucking, a, a big stash man, was able to hack into the fucking system. Now, 
I'm pretty fucking sure. Now, I, and when I hear stories, especially like the last ones, like, you know, you figure like after making so much, you would just do the responsible thing and pass it on. Like when you get one, then they pass the blunt, the joint, whatever fucking peace pipe, Cherokee shit. You take your hit, get one with the universe, and then you pass it on. You know, I always felt that way with hoes. You know, I had my way, gave them some knowledge, sent them out along the world. Most of them, you know, are beautifully married and have kids by now. Like, it's, a, you know, not to say that my, my dick has that power, but, you know, you, you pass things along and hopefully leave it in a better place than it was before. Now, I don't know what this nigga was about to do with that seven billion, but I'm pretty sure at least after my one billion, I would I would have probably chilled. Definitely after my first seven million, you know, maybe is it because I'm a humble man? I don't fucking know, but I would have stopped at seven something, you know, not seven trillion. I mean, seven billion. God dang. What the fuck? What news? Lord forgive me because I've been cursing way too much. I've been damning too much. I had told myself that instead of saying God damn, I was gonna say God bless. And every time that you take just a beautiful fucking hit and it just opens up your mind and you can just feel all the endorphins, just you know what I'm saying? You're gonna say, God bless it. Every time you fucking take a snort or some shit and you feel your all pumped up and you feel like you take on the world, God bless it. Every time that bad bitch you've been following for so fucking long finally just comes and she goes out of your way to suck your day, God bless it. And, and all the times that that when just these things that we hold so dearly happen and touch us. We should say, God bless and never goddamn. And, and you really never know what you're going to get when you go to church. I mean, enlightenment, you hope. Maybe, you know, a sense of community and friendship. You would hope so, perhaps. You know what I'm saying? But getting stoned out of your gourd, I mean, apparently that can happen too. At least that was the case for six congregation members at the St. John Apostles Catholic Church up in Bloomington, Indiana last year. And, and the six thought they were indulging in some sinfully delicious cookies as it turned out i mean they were correct now a 74 year old man parshaneer i don't know what that means but he was identified only as mr jones he's now accused of lacing cookies with thc and several congregants aged fucking from 12 to 70 ended up in a local emergency room on and in complaining of adverse effects and you know they came from the cookies which were reported you know tasting unusually salty now, I, you know, cause I know one of the better ways when you make it is when you actually make it into the butter itself, you know, and you put that onto the shit. So I, I know when you do that, I mean, there shouldn't be any bit about it that way unless he was just going for just I don't know how the fuck he did it. But Mr. Jones initially admitted to making these cookies but denied, you know, adding any illegal substances to them. Now, when the police obtained a warrant to search through his crib, I mean, they actually found orange pill bottles containing capsules of the brown oily substance. And I think that's where he might have fucked up because that's just, that isn't the best way to do it and those shits are already proportioned in a certain fucking way unless he was trying to measure it you know so much accurately like I, I can't explain why he would have fucking done it that way so this nigga probably had to mash it who knows how the fuck he did it but you know we are praying for Mr. Jones and are keeping in prayers for those who look ill uh, but see one of the things that that always got me about that because you know it didn't it I, I mean at least because I can admit to trying and you might have fucking seen me on video doing a couple times but you know when, when i indulge i really do feel like it you know takes me to amplified amp, uh, amplified place you know a lot of times we get that paranoia from our guilt or some other another shit um but you know usually it's to it's to it's to open your eyes you know what I'm saying to, to get that third eye going on if if you know if, if you can't find your connection to the holy spirit itself which i have had and you know what i'm saying it comes nowhere near close but a you know a blessed second you know if you know 
what I mean? And um, you know, one of the things though about when you have to have, when you have the you know um, the edibles is that it will put you on your ass, and like and, and to, it helps a lot. I mean, you see it from helping pain to helping loneliness to just you know to literally you know helping folks fucking with cancer and going through the chemo, like all that shit. Like it really doesn't have its medical effects, but to some people it really does throw you off. My mama apparently when she would do it or when she's tried, she's always thrown up, and that's how these fuckers got caught up. I'm pretty sure people were enjoying the beautiful feeling and chilling and loading. I'm pretty sure if it happened at that 11 o'clock service. Those motherfuckers went on Literally for hours And that would have been a beautiful thing To all get lost in the Lord But like I said Not everyone has the same palate And like I said Those motherfuckers that threw up You know They they did in the L God bless What the fuck What the fuck What I News So kind of moving along From natural good old medicine To something kind of close to the nature But definitely a drug I. Out in Tulsa, Oklahoma, authorities say 31 pounds of cocaine was accidentally discovered stashed in the nose of an American Airlines aircraft. Now, in Tulsa, that's worth around $4,300,000. No, while working in the nose getting a uh, fucking employee actually noticed a look of a clump of a constellation or a, a brick-like object called the chef and found out that there was at least four uh, bricks the size of about fucking $14,000 now I, and it was on its way to Miami so it's kind of weird that the motherfucker was uh, uh, coming f- going to there not coming from there but um, I don't know if it's the fact that you know I got an, another baby on the way and I'm just thinking like holy shit how am I gonna be? How can I get a bigger house? How can I pay for three motherfuckers' uh, college tuitions? How am I gonna be able to get my fucking motorcycle and Jeep of my dreams? You know what I'm saying? I, 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 mm. See, and I'm, I'm, I'm very simple. I am what you would call a basic bitch. And, you know, I live a very, you know what I'm saying, simplicities. And, you know, I really do find comfort in, you know, the close company that, that I keep. And that's really all that I fucking need. And like I said, if I could have some fun little amenities to, you know what I'm saying, to, play and partner with that like i'm i'm golden so when i just see so much fucking money it just it's so funny how true uh the words of and i forget the motherfucker's name but it was on a uh, scarface the the, the first motherfucker that gives Tony the, the help and now I can't believe I'm forgetting his fucking name but he, he gives he drops he gives a little bit of knowledge to Tony right right from the get go right when he's at the fucking club scene and Tony's already eyeing this nigga's bitch fucking you know thinking himself he's gonna fuck her when this motherfucker tells him, don't ever underestimate the other guy's greed and it's what fucking the fuck news my last little bit of what the fuck news that I'm gonna be able to give y'all and it's kind of leading towards into the technology spheres I mean, more or less, you're going to hear me rant about some video games is what I'm really going about to happen. Uh, but GameStop, which is a pretty commercialized gaming store, you're going to see them spread along. It's a fucking brand. It's not your mom and pop shop sort of thing. This shit's a fucking business. And there was some leaks. I don't know if it came from, it must have came from employees who were just pissed the fuck off, which is funny because people who work there usually are going to be gamers who love games, who just want to be able to talk and, you know, and about games all fucking day. So usually those motherfuckers aren't going to be too happy when they hear some fuck shit that, you know, the corporation, which again is the fucking whole entity in which is paying you. 
you know, whatever amount of money uh, to do, they're going to have their objective, just like any business, their prime objective to be able to profit as much as possible. This is why we have such greedy motherfuckers, as I've been kind of escalating from the previous story and whatnot. There's, it's, it, there's always a thing. If you think I'm just talking out my ass, you're right. But there's a centralized theme and it's progressive. It's, it's an entire sort of thing. I've been looking the way, all the way back. I'm, I'm real smart, real smart. And GameStop, they have a sort of a, a business to where they sell new and used games. And that's kind of the, the niche shit about it that makes it almost seem mom and popish because they, you know, you could trade and do all this other bullshit and they barely even give you a third of the worth. So, I mean, they really fuck you, especially the older you get to do. Games depreciate like a motherfucker, unless it's a Nintendo game, which is why the only reason I think why they still live in as they are or around, I should say, and not taken over by these Americanized fucking entities, whatever. But they have this thing to where they want to sell you on not only getting a membership, which which cool thing about it is that it gives you a fucking magazine game, electronic monthly, which really you don't fucking need because we have all this other shit that we see online for free. But it is a, a dying shit. So, I mean, that shit should be supported. But other things like um, just... Uh, just the programs is adding points but the, the main fuck the main fucked part about this shit is that when it's some when it's something that's when it's resold that money is no longer going back to the companies that produce it and to make it usually even when you see games at the stores that's the most ex- unless they're really retarded which walmart god bless you for being so dumb sometimes because you misprice shit and i end up getting good deals and will end up then trading for new or just end up reselling so you always gotta look out for shit and, and figure out where the market's going and it's terrible born nerdy that i know how the market works and that shit but uh one of the fuck things is that they add about i don't know 10 percent onto the price of games which is why when you if ever for yourself or for another for other people that you know that like gaming if they can if they have internet connection and, and they can download shit off of the main store that each system is connected to that's usually they can buy the cheapest shit so that's why buying them gift cards works the most because you know they can use that in-game currency to buy shit download to get it as cheap as catch flash sales as opposed to stores where they're gonna hold shit at a ratio which then looks at fucking ebay and, and other places that can upsell and, and price like a motherfucker creating just this false marketplace you know and, and a tier of prices so GameStop they make a lot of money a majority of money when it's something that's resold and something that's not new just how someone can fucking open up a shitload of new games and just dub it as, as used you know they can only do that financially speaking if you know they have a, a sale to tie it to so what one of the mess up things that they try to do is they try to sell you on the the use things more and and lie and say that they don't have new copies of it which of course you know could be about five dollars more expensive but it, it's cutting off the like i said the, the money in the pipeline that goes to the actual publishers and developers and lord knows we don't need shit going back to the mid 90s when cartridges would fucking cost about 70 you know five dollars just outright most games now they're kind of getting to that point because right out the gate they sell you a 20 to 50 dollar uh they call it a, a season pass that gives you more shit that they didn't have time to put in there at the time of them selling it to you or maybe they did and it, which is why they're selling you on it now so they can make sure they can make more money off of you later down the line it's what you know it gets a lot of motherfuckers pissed off is if you're a gamer or just someone who wants to you know get someone in general because to now think that something that's going to cost you six dollars time with tax we'll say 70 you know and that's not that's not including special editions that come with the little toys or a little piece of fucking poster paper that just you know that really ain't shit but to those nerds that love it means the whole world that shit is just now more expensive and the fact that one single fucking game costs up toward 100 and 130 dollars 
that's a third of the fucking price of the motherfucking system that you're that they're playing on anyway. So it's just a mind fuck and a big fuck you. And I can't stand it. And more so for the fact, too, they try to, they really forcefully try hard to get you on, on pre-ordering, which is when you put money down in the hopes that you come back to get it there. Sometimes they add an exclusive to it. A lot of times it's just to reserve you a copy. That motherfucker, I can just download if I have the space on my and an internet connection on my, on my system. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What in the, the end of the news. All right, so if you, I hope you have a minute because I'm fucking on this game chant right now. And, and just recently, I mean, with every fucking year we get older, right? And the last time, you know, I talked about the movies that turned 20. Now, this episode, I want to talk about some of the games that turned 20. We've come a long fucking way, but it's funny to see the things that were made then that we still have now, like, Fucking Zelda's 30 years old. They keep selling us the same fucking shit. Pokemon is about 25 or more years old. And it's literally the same fucking thing. Just newer fucking colors on the shit. Which really, really pisses me the fuck off. But at least I know my kid is going to be able to enjoy that shit once they learn how to fucking read. Which they, they getting there. They getting there. Now, first game. And it's probably one of the most King Daddy uh, of all games. That, again, it's making the same renditions. Has made a Colossus jump from where it once was. But started back on the PlayStation. Or actually, I don't know if it was PC or some shit. Getting it first on the PlayStation. It was Grand Theft Auto. Now, back in that day, because of the graphical limitations, it, it did like a top down view. So you just saw little sprites and real retro looking shits. But ultimately, it was a fucking game where in this game, you play some kind of mobs, some kind of hoodwink. Um, fucking God bless <laughs> Ne'er Do Well. <laughs> and in, in the oh, thing, you were able to just pretty much do gangsta ass shit, whether that meant jacking cars, which are the name of the game is Grand Theft Auto to just pulling heist missions fucking prostitutes I don't know if the hookers were in that at that time but then years later I think in 01 when the PS2 came out then it was in 3D like this New York City kind of thing they called it Liberty City and it just it, it recreated so much shit to the point to where like I said you're, you're pulling jobs you're jumping flying out of cars stealing other vehicles interacting with this world that has you know you know live characters doing shit yeah pre-programmed stuff you know it was real limited to what it could do but still mass cities you're able to visit i mean it evolved into a thing to where it then became vice city where it took an 80s twist to it you know when you're in a car you can listen to 80s music from all genres and i will say rockstar who's the publisher of all the grand theft auto games they really put a lot of money to this shit. it's one of the highest grossing games and also one of the uh, expensive ones to produce because literally just their music alone like i said you could fuck if even if you don't like playing games and say you just like driving or you just want to hear some some just some jams selected you know not the grandest of shit because they do reach multiple genres you know you could just just zone out on the music alone but like i said in the in the same sphere you know they, they evolved into then going to you know south central la to then going back to the east coast to then becoming a, a big bigger global you know damn near the whole part of you know california it's, it's crazy the shit that they tackle in it and it all started from that fucking game 20 years ago another game because i can i won't shut the fuck up about grand theft auto if i can keep talking about it there's way much more on it i would love to to talk more about it or maybe in another episode sort of thing age of empires which is one of the first rts games real-time strategy games that i remember either hearing about or ever playing and my uncle's like who i love like a daddy this motherfucker would get stuck playing this shit and literally you you you're like if you ever played sims you kind of play god and you can build up these people who then you know de develop like a civilization and then a culture 
whatever and you're fighting it against other countries it's just like you know being there in the fucking bible days of when war would you know would happen you had to rise up and conquer other people's land it's very in-depth it's 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 a game that you know just is never fucking ending because just like in life and war that shit's never fucking ending we're always gonna have a beef with someone it's just one of the most realest shits that were captured and i haven't played in a long time but i know they still keep remaking this game i think you know this, this game even though the game first started 20 years ago i think they're barely at number four and that's just because they invest a lot into expansion packs and just making these little worlds that Again, it's just never ending. Another game that I turned 20 uh, is Crash Bandicoot 2. I mean, this motherfucking game, and this, this is what uh, PlayStation needed the most when it was figuring out shit. Well, Sega got Sonic, you know, Nintendo has Mario. PlayStation hadn't found its niche yet in the market of, you know, uh, characters and mascots. And, and this Crash Bandicoot game, which originally was developed by Naughty Dog, which is like the creator of Last of Us and Uncharted. And those are really big game series at this time they were just you know hired to make something to you know and i'm not too sure if they had to sell that intellectual property to someone else because eventually activision caught the the licensing of it and now they're going to remake those games and most importantly they actually put this character uh in a game called skylanders and imaginators which if you ever play the game that is a money sucker upper never let your kids enjoy that or be able to taste it because it is addicting it is expensive because literally all the fucking characters that are in that game can not be touched or harnessed unless you own the physical toy version of it they call them toys to life games and it's the biggest fuck you to parents and consumers because it is dope but man does it break your wallet yeah and so but it, and it makes it hard because you know you have this bit of nostalgia so when your boy who wants to get this fucking two-pack of the good guy the bad guy which is uh, i think it was crash bandicoot and lord vortex or some shit like that when you see that and it costs 30 dollars just for these two fucking figures to play in a game that he's just gonna be switching on and off so fucking much anyway because of the adhd it's like it's hard to say no but and again why they they you know they, they put your dick in real good and another one that definitely has gotten me because I didn't have a Nintendo 64. I did, and by the time I had it, it all the other shits were too fucking expensive to buy. And I just, I don't know what it was. I started, you know, losing dwindling uh, attention at that point uh, when it came to video games. But Star Fox 64, they came out 20 years ago, and it's been done like three times. They made it into a digital version that you can download on the Wii, and then they made it into a physical release and also downloadable version that you can play on your 3DS. Literally the same fucking game eventually it had a little bit of better graphics you know it made it into 3d effect but still the same fucking thing like nintendo is so notorious for just selling you shit and selling you shit over and over because you can't keep playing on the newer system that you would have upgraded to and if you're the type that you know had to sell or trade their systems to get the newer shit you know you're fucked and, and you're gonna end up re-getting it and i know then they released it again in another redone kind of fashion to where it's still the same fucking concept still the same fucking levels literally the same fucking bosses we just upgraded was when they released in the wii u star fox again it's just an on-rail shooter where you literally can't explore but you're on this thing that's constantly pushing you forward and you have to be able to survive as you're going forward real old school real traditional still a fucking classic another thing that kind of created a staple into first person shooters was the game called quake 2 that released and that was your first kind of fps kind of game where you know you're in an arena you're fighting against other people online 
mind and you know you just you battle it out and that's just one of the tired and true things that really i think keep systems going and now online play being a such a big fucking thing even if they charge you six dollars just to play online you know again a thing that kind of created a, a big deal and a staple for you know games of that nature on pc another game that turned 20 was mario kart 64 again nintendo 64 era one of the big things is that it had a plug to or input to put four controllers so what made this such a big deal and not only because you're racing with some of your favorite nintendo characters is that you're able to fuck over your friends by throwing weapons at them shells banana peels whatever it is to kind of throw them off balance so that you can win and when you do that with four buddies and now you can play that shit online and go up against 16 or some shit like that it still creates a kind of thing to you like you know you get hyped you get excited nothing beats being able to play co-op games where you can just sit on the couch with your friends your loved ones and just you know have fun throw shit at them you wouldn't do it in real life but in the video game it's all good um, another game that, that turns 20 is Final Fantasy 7 and I've talked about it before with the, there being a mobile version of the game where it has Ariana Grande's little bitch in it uh, but this game it's a game that even after 20 years is finally being redone for the PS4 and they're gonna sell it to you in fucking three different segments because it's apparently gonna be too big of a fucking game to give it to you all at once like motherfucker this game came out 20 years ago on a fucking on a two disc set maybe and it's still I mean it's regarded as one of the best RPG role-playing games where you can you know, immerse yourself and be a class or a sword have a certain magic or, or power and you know total nerdisms so uh not sony it's uh, square enix really has been baking off of these games like i said they're at i don't know if i mentioned before but they're at 15 now and even then those have little subgenres that split off i know one of the dopest things that that company did though with its little series is they combined it with disney characters and it's called uh, Kingdom Hearts, which has been going on since the PS2 days. Um, reached into the 3DS era, but I think it's going to probably stick to Xbox and PlayStation. It's kind of been a, more of a PlayStation exclusive unless it came to handhelds, which again was more so on the on really anything they fucking could. But 3DS kind of was taking over that shit. I, another game that's take that's been 20 years. It, it debuted. Well, I think it debuted back in the NES days, but this game in particular was on the PS1. Uh, it was called Castlevania: Symphony of the Night, and it's one. It's a. It's considered to be what they call a Metrovania game, where you you're on a, a linear path, but you have to you know go back and forth so often because uh, you know when you're at this stage at the very beginning you can't open up this door, so you got to go this route, and once you get that power or possession or key or whatever the fuck you got to go back called the first route that you that you notice it at the beginning and it's a game that you know games that really take over you and really make you uh, exercise your, your memory but also kind of create you down the path and, and give you a certain story that that game is particularly able to give you I, I didn't personally fuck with that game too much but i remember having the, the number four on a virtual console a game on the wii that was originally released on the super nintendo again shit that just it's still a series it's still one of those things that uh nerds really fight for and argue for and hopes that they can redo but again there's just certain magic in certain times in a certain part of our life that where it just becomes a whole lot more 
uh, another game and this is one of the last ones i'll talk about also released on nintendo 64 uh, but now has become a staple not as the series itself but again what we have as far as home consoles go and it was uh, 007 goldeneye it was one of the first times a console game had a first person shooter where all you see is the gun and the people around you they did it in a story mode but it was one of the first games that had multi again for home consoles that had multiplayer and again the 64 had four controllers so you can have four fucking split screens and you're fighting against you know your friends and family in this game and that's the only time you're gonna be able to shoot them and, and not get in some trouble or maybe a real ass whooping if they got really pissed at you uh, but again it, it's it created the stable which then evolved later on in the xbox with halo one and then again it just became it's, it's just a it's a uh, a common thing and one of the best-selling sorts of games in any kind of system are those fucking shoot games we are a violent society and it shows and what we want in our fucking games so if you lived in this era remember these fucking games motherfucker you is old and if you younger listening to this or want to be able to, to visit back and you know give a mind to certain things you can appreciate the shit and where it is now and yeah 20 years old fuck one thing that never really gets old is motherfuckers sense of ratchetness and we see this every day on our social medias and fucking on the news a lot of things you know they then become overly exerted become fucking memes and we really ride them the fuck out uh, one of the last ones which threw me fucking off guard because i heard people saying and i hadn't yet seen the fucking meme so i didn't understand shit about it is that cash me outside bitch beautiful little wadita is gonna definitely make a terrible baby mama to whatever motherfuckers seem to put their dick uh, into her you know i'm sure it's gonna be infested in fucking cesspool of communicable diseases um this little bitch you know if you hadn't heard you know was on dr phil just one of those little ratchet ones he likes to put on there you know it was actually done a little while ago so it took a little bit for people to you know to pick up steam and find his own little audience for people to you know really nigga it up and you know put it out there for the world to be able to enjoy and it just, you know, it just shows this girl, just this badass little girl that just, you know, is totally hood-ridden, you know, and has, you know, just this Charlie Parky kind of fucking urban, just sinister fucking shit to her. And it, it wasn't really a facade, or at least, I, I don't know if it was, or, you know, I don't know how much she has to upkeep it, but there's there's a story not too long ago of her being on an airplane and, you know, having to come off twisted at a bitch. And, you know, you, we see her uh, live infamy, you know, online through her Instagram posts and, and things of that nature and you just you see that there's no non-stop to us and the fact that she's recognized and she's known she's then kind of like i said whether it's a facade or not has to upkeep and have to defend herself and it gets into these sort of things that what the shit that we build you know and the shit that we give these are our fruit and the fact that we're giving this into the world and we're just kind of adding fuel to the fire and you know and, and are very entertained by it it really makes me fucking wonder if you know we'll call them aliens whatever you fo's whatever extraterrestrial beings you know that are probably up there in the quote-unquote heavens and i'm wondering how fucking hard of a laugh they're having at us and even maybe laughing at me right now as i'm making this report to you probably thinking like motherfucker if you could see the strings that we pull on your ass and and, and sometimes i feel like i see them and you know it, it, it hurts <laughs> and i really want to break out of the matrix and you know figure out you know how to how to make heaven here 
you know, as much as possible, as fast as possible without, you know, totally fucking people over and, you know, breaking hearts because that's that's not what I want to do. You know, we, we all want to find our love. We want to be able to find our happiness. A lot of times, like I said, it could take us through very, uh, whether it be unproductive or just, um, you know, but can sometimes be lucrative, you know, parts of the world or in, in, in life that, you know, can just totally be distracting, if not beneficial and, and hopefully uplifting. And that's, that's what we're supposed to do. I feel like that's what we're meant to do. That's definitely why we're here and why, you know, the motherfuckers that have a body that aren't crippled, that, you know, are able to do a little bit of exercise, a little bit of cardio, a little bit of moving. You should be very thankful for that because there's some people that really are stuck and, you know, may be blessed in other ways, but can be crippled, you know, for in one way or another that, you know, just can, can limit so much. And we're just so ungrateful as a people sometimes at least i know that i and it really it, it chokes me up it fucks me up it makes me fucking scratch and sniff and fucking feel like i'm you know tukey trying to look look for that next hit and that's although that's not you know exactly me there's just some of us that we will find that one way or another whether that be through adultery or whether that be through you know just being sinister to somebody you know i don't know if you remember catfish but motherfuckers go hard in the paint for that they really you know find themselves immersed in this other world you know being this other thing i mean I, i've experienced with some homegirls that are just so like habitual fucking liars that they believe their own shit and you, you might have have a family member this might be you where you know you just you just come out with shit out the ass and you believe it like you're so good or you think you're so fucking good that you believe it and um in most mental health you know uh, disabilities that there, there is a, a realm of being if you've seen split then maybe you'll know exactly what i'm talking about it kind of it reinvigorated me you know thinking about it you know of, of our mental psychosis that shit can then breed itself to be a whole nother thing i mean truly truly i never followed new age shit you know i thought the secret was a ripoff of other things and other shits combined but truly if you think it it can be it you know for our words have the power to breathe life into existence or to fucking tear down walls you know i, I think one of the biggest uh, things that you know government has going for it as far as the people that are afraid to overturn it is that there's such easy ways to distract us there's such e easy ways to kind of cut off our air supply that when shit were to go down everyone has that you know do not press red button that they can press to either eject themselves into or out of shit and with any security measure and any sort of entity that's overpowering and overlooking and constantly all up in our shit, I mean, that's going to be our U.S. government. I'm pretty sure, like I said, if ever they needed to drop a nuke on someone, whether physically speaking or, you know, sub metaphorically spiritually however the fuck you want to call it they're going to be able to do that and it's going to throw us into a tiff and i feel like that's it's terrible how it's so easy to, to knock us down individually because of how high technology is i mean you got to think about all the shit that you look up there's a track list of it anytime you, you're going to get into some shit they're going to be able to pull it up and try to connect a with b to figure out how the fuck you made it over to z you know and, and however smart you feel like you are unless you can you know test and trial it you're going to leave an imprint somehow some way digitally spiritually you know maybe physically you're gonna leave this fucking bursted pipeline and and you know spill some oil and you're gonna definitely kill some things and you know although we can be fucking perfect uh, you know it's, it's it's that's where we need to find ourselves and that's where we really need to be able to figure out not not only the, the niche of things but again how we can fight our ways out and what i was trying to make a point to earlier was that if we were to come all together be unified be pure, 
be without self-interest unless we're all on the same common ground, you know, with, without wavering, you know, left or right, unless we're moving as a whole left and right and forward, up, down, or whatever fucking, fucking secret cheat code, you know, we need to do shit in unison. And we'd be able to stand up and to fight against certain things. Like I said, it's so easy to, to, to be misdirected. That's what the beauty and power of sleight of hand tricks, you know what I'm saying? I'm confusing you with my left so I can come and get you with my right. And we got to be conscious of that. We really need to have our third eye open. And I'm sorry for getting so preachy or whatever. I hope I haven't lost you. Hopefully you're still listening. Uh, find it, you know. Definitely uh, know where your strengths are and ch try to chip away at what you feel our weaknesses are. And if you don't know, then the shit that catches you up. And if you're not being catched up, not being slipped, then you, you're constantly, unless you're constantly winning, you're probably not doing anything. And that's just as bad. Just how, and I forget the description, I think it was the New Testament, I'm pretty sure they made sprinkles of it even in the old, uh, but when they talked about, you know, the, the manager or the wealthy person kind of giving everybody the, the little fair shares, little percentages, little cuts, and wants them to, you know, invest or to, to build and make more, there was that one cat who just buried it. And it makes me sad because I know when I was little, literally when i had treasures i'd bury that bitch buried it right under the fucking maca you know and i just you know would store all my treasures in there now unless you know you have treasures and things that need to be safekeeping that's one thing but if it's something that that can build something that can make more you'd be a fool not to do so so to come back with it just because you're afraid of losing it again you never really lived so let's try to you know look beyond us uh, or actually look deep inside of us and you know see what we can do to move us forward see what maybe we can uh, give up to to try to gain you know with all the talk of lint and i'm um, not not lint now lint is the shit that people find on the belly buttons but lent you know where you kind of you know give up something you know under christ you know to kind of to show love and hope that you can gain and that essence or also to be you know deep prayer because a lot of times you got to fast and a lot of times we consume so much shit whether that's electronically or you know c <laughs> actual grubbage wise you know we just we fill ourselves with so much garbage that sometimes you gotta let go of something even you know let's say it's not necessarily bad but you gotta ease up on it at least for a little bit because you know you might be doing too much you know we got try to find and you know sacrifice so in that essence you know what we do around here and, you know it's time for that we run out of birds Alright, so being beloved and overlords, you know, when we make these sacrifices, we have the abilities to choose what it is that we, you know, sacrifice and what we dedicate to and what we really, you know, give glory to. And, you know, lately I've been on this kick where, you know, it's burn a bitch, save a hoe, or vice versa, burn the hoe, save a bitch. And the one that I would kind of call up to the pulpit, bring up to the fire, welcome young lady, uh, she is a Mexican weather girl, and I'm not too sure if this bitch is stationed in New York, but she's, a, I don't know, she's just known as the Mexican weather girl, but her name is Yanette Garcia, that's Y-A-N-E-T. G-A-R-C-I-A and this young lady has a Twitter and I'm pretty sure some other uh, Instagram and I think on shit on YouTube called I am Yannette Garcia real plain and simple and if you see this bitch she is a bad one she is something that um keeps on giving invites you into the bedroom the kitchen and wouldn't it just be convenient that she just happens to have some skimpy shit now mind you she is beautiful she is glorious and i'm pretty sure she maybe has activities and things entities and and uh things where she donates and you know gives you know to the people i'm sure i, I would hope 
But all I know is upon looking at her, you wouldn't really think about that. And you talk about a bitch who shows her ass. She loves to do that. And she's, you know, a fitness model. And pretty sure that would explain her beautiful physique. But damn, did she just put it there on the platter? Yes, I know. You could just simply just turn it off or not look at it. Don't follow. Don't pull up the shit. You could do all that, Jack. But damn, it's just it, it's just glorious. And, and God bless her. And um, I hope that she isn't corrupting too many young youths out there, but hopefully aspiring bitches, you know what I'm saying, to be just as bad. But, um, yeah, go into the fire, young lady. You have served your purpose. God bless you. You is beautiful. Let's not see your age. God bless you. Now, one that I would like to kind of give dedication and shout-outs to, and she kind of, you know, she's putting her pussy out there for everyone to see. But I love the fact that she served in the military. So she went from military to model. It looks damn near effortlessly, and I'm pretty sure people would have fun, and you definitely would want to fight for something like this in front of you. You know, um, her name is Carissa Littlejohn, so C-H-A-R-I-S-S-A, Little John, not like the rapper, Little, L-I-T-T-L-E-J-O-H-N. Uh, and I'm pretty, I'm not too sure if she's savage or not with that last name. I'm pretty sure she's Asian, uh, but goddamn beautiful. Like I said, she served her country. She looks damn fine with little military straps and like the sidearm on the side and a fucking AK across the titties. Like there's just something about her that's very beautiful. And obviously... Once you see her in lingerie, it's the same damn thing. So I can't contour, I can't, I can't really condone the poetries and what she did, but she served the fucking country. So I feel like when you make a sacrifice like that, I feel that you could pretty much do whatever the fuck you want. And instead of her being, and I'm not sure how long she served, I'm not too sure if she got this, you know, arm, you know, if she was banned or, or what the hell, or how the hell she got out of it, claiming an injury that she busted a titty and that was her excuse to get breast implants. I have not the idea nor clue or what I want to because that's going to that's gonna distort the image. You know, if you want to throw her into the fires, that'd be fine, but I'm letting her live for this end just because, once again, she served her country. And I know with the way shit is and, you know, us having lack of of faith in you know in our celebrity in chief that you know we really do gotta if not pray and hope for some better than once again to be able to stand for what it is that we're doing and, and again give our faith into that that it's going to be some good obviously you can't just you know wish and not do anything about it we gotta add the physical along with the spiritual and you know may fucking get us there and so fucking salutes to this broad and all that she do and all that you do so let's really try to come together as a people, love, live, and while you're living, you're doing a whole lot of fucking, because I told you, remember to do all that loving, make sure not to quote particular movie lines before sex. So I want to do a quick little run through. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, RoboCop, but one line from that movie that you definitely would not want to say before you get into some fuckies is, dead or alive, you're coming with me. Or if you've seen um, Meet the Fockers, I remember there's a line at Nero Sarah where he goes, I have nipples, Craig. Can you milk me? Or another fucking line that I really love from Alien, or was it Predator, Predator versus Alien, where he goes, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Or if you remember Dumb and Dumber when they're in the car and they're fucking just trying to get annoyed the fuck out of each other, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> um, and I'm trying to remember what the fuck it was. I think it was on Star Wars. And it goes, and I thought they smelled bad on the outside. You don't want to say that. Or if you're a Pixar nerd like me, 
in Toy Story where Woody's mad as fuck at Buzz and he goes, you are a toy. Now, unless the bitch likes to be used that way, then that's one thing. Especially if she likes, you know what I'm saying, getting her grocery stops or getting her ass eating like groceries. My, one of my favorite lines from James Heather Bob Strike back when they're trying to hitch a ride. Uh, uh, fucking Jay yells at a bitch, hey, bitch, you ever had your asshole licked by a fat guy in overcoat? I really want that overcoat. Well, I don't know if you're a fan of old school shits like, um, what was it, Casablanca, where it goes, you'll regret it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon or for the rest of your life. <laughs> there's another line I don't remember where, where the hell I, I remember hearing this at But there's Oh god This is just uh, it, it must have been with fucking Rambo It must have been Rambo He goes I used to fuck guys like you in prison That's some scary shit Or kind of going back to Star Wars I remember uh, fucking Han Solo's ass Get in there You big furry oaf I don't care what you smell You know You gotta be a little bit fucking more pleasant Oh <laughs> I remember And um the big Lebowski, I remember fucking this homie, the guy that John uh, Goodman played, he was uh, got really pissed, he was trying to prove a point, and he goes to smash this guy's car, and he's like, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. Truly dope shit. Um, I remember in uh, Half Baked, not Half Baked, fucking Days and Confused, wrong story in the movie, there's a line that McConaughey said where, what, that's, that's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older and they stay the same age. Or, you know, even better yet, and this was on uh, fucking Shawshank Redemption. I believe in two things discipline and the Bible. Here you will see both. Put your trust in the Lord and your ass belongs to me. Welcome to Shawshank. God bless you. All right. So, ladies, gentlemen, and all my research pieces in between, thank you so much for listening, for being a part of it, and let me talk at you. As always, if you want to reach out to me, you can reach at Soulpapo. That's S-O-U-L-P-A-P-O, most social medias. If you want to be a producer of the show, by all means, go to Patreon.com. That's www.patreon.com slash so Papa, give me all your monies, help me make more shit. And if not, fuck you. But if you want to, but you know, at least want to give me a digital, I'm raising up my fist right now. You can't really see what the fuck's the point of I'm doing through a podcast. Love, you know what I'm saying? Send me your good vibes and well wishes. That's all the same and good to me. Again, thank you so much for listening. Let's work on ourselves. Let's work together. Let's do all that we can. God bless and I'm out. What the fuck? Tell me who can. Catch two can. Luke can. Just a few can. Ride the two can. Two can. What kind of goo can stick you to the two can? Glue can. Who can tell me about herself after reading about a two can? You can. Ah, ah. What the fuck? What the fuck? I need Probably shouldn't be